0: I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors, and we're talking Ram Trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. They have a lot to offer.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so.
0: Ram trucks are so versatile, you can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in. Where wherever they go.
1: Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram
0: really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new. TRX which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27 or you can visit us on the web at Chilson.com. Remember let our family take care of your family.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
3: To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So for our listeners who are just getting up this morning, it's it's a little moisture outside. It's raining. It's raining. (laughs) I like it you like it? Actually, we needed the rain.
0: Oh, we needed. it so We've bad. had
3: some, so many spotty showers, and all of a sudden you get a big gush and then nothing
0: for like two weeks. Well, and even last week, um, I went with the tractor on Friday night to go feed my cows, and my daughter's like, you know, we can do that tomorrow. I'm like, oh, no, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I got there. I got the bale unloaded. I got the salt out. I got the feed out. And then uh, the gentleman that was there, I said, I got to go. I'm probably going to get wet. And it was still dry when I got all that stuff done. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, I got wet. Oh,
3: yeah. That's how it always happens.
0: (laughs) The north-south roads weren't too bad, but the east-west, my ears got really full of water. Oh. (laughs) So.
3: (laughs) You just got to put on earmuffs.
0: Well, I could have done that, but, (laughs) you know, the tractor got nicely washed. Hey, that's a bonus. But then, actually, as I got closer to home, that got lighter and lighter and lighter, so I didn't end up with very much rain at my house. I think only two-tenths. Oh, okay.
3: So it was just a little... Yeah. uh, Enough to give you a little pre-rinse.
0: Oh, yeah. I was pre-rinsed to hop in the shower and was good to go. Well, there you
3: go. What'd you do this weekend?
0: I had my 35th class reunion Saturday night.
3: 35 years you've been I'm, out of high school?
0: Yeah, I'm really old. Ooh. I know. Hey. Now, we,
3: now we know your age. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, but just a note, I'm one of the youngest ones in my class. Okay. Because we were comparing notes when everybody's birthday was. And they're like, you're still... I said, yes, I am. <laughs>
3: nice. Well, I went to the Clark County Fair this weekend with the kids. Chris Cruzy was in attendance.
0: And how was that concert? That
3: was pretty good. First I, time in over, it's about 20 or just over 20 years that they've had live music back at the Clark County Fair.
0: And I heard you even got to go up on stage and introduce them, didn't you?
3: I did. It was a lot of fun.
0: And so you had all all the notes, so you were ready to go? And I had a
3: lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I had the sponsors. I had to list all them off. And I had I had to take pictures of the banners because there were so many of them. So I had to take pictures. So I'm like scrolling through my phone, rattling them off. And then we were supporting the Clark County Canine unit with their new therapy dog Haven. And then the other dogs that are also in the canine unit and it was just a blast. We had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I was down to the Clark County Fair on Thursday and man, there are a lot more exhibits than there was oh, in the yeah? past. I mean, cattle numbers are up. I wonder if it has to do some with that new barn that's up there. Maybe. And I it it was just And the uh, exhibitors told me that all the numbers were up, too. Well, we
3: just know how to do it in Clark County.
0: Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Well, we've got a whole lot more. Stay tuned with us this morning.
0: The crack of dawn
4: never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: What's that time in the morning to roll out of bed? Stretch those arms, stretch those legs, because guess what? It's Monday morning, time to get moving. And if you're just rolling out of bed wondering, what's the weather like? It is a little rainy outside. But good news is it's only going to rain this morning, and then it's going to start clearing off into the afternoon. This last weekend, we had a lot of fairs to go to. We had a busy weekend, and there's still fairs going on. I know the, I think one of the hardest things, Jill, is for those kids to say goodbye to their cattle.
0: Yes, it, it always is. And my kids were in the Market Animal Project for many years, and my point of view was, and this is what I always told them, and I've said this over and over, those animals had everything they needed. They had the baths, they had the spa treatments, they could have everything that they ever wanted. So mm-hmm. they were treated extremely well.
3: Oh yeah, they were treated extremely well. And sometimes I almost wonder if maybe, you know, back in my single days, if we didn't just have an auction. It's 104.5 this Monday morning. It is 5.02 a.m. on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news.
5: NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Hawaii Governor Josh Green fears the wildfire death toll will rise as search and recovery efforts continue on Maui. At least 93 people are confirmed dead after raging wildfires swept through the popular resort town of Lahaina. We're still
6: recovering the tragic loss of life and and the bodies that, that were previously our beloved people.
5: Green described the devastation as looking like a war zone. Hundreds are unaccounted for and thousands are now homeless as families search for loved ones. A Georgia state official is concerned about possible violence related to election interference charges against former President Trump.
7: Somebody will be motivated by some of this kind of language at some point and do something stupid.
5: Appearing on ABC's This Week, Secretary of State Chief Operating Officer Gabriel Sterling said he doesn't think violence will stem from an organized group effort. He believes it's more likely an individual will try to do something. The top Democrat on the House Oversight Committee says he wants Congress to stay out of the Justice Department's business in the Hunter Biden case. We have a justice system. Let's just let them do their job. Speaking on ABC's This Week, Maryland Congressman Jamie Raskin was referring to David Weiss being named special counsel in the Hunter Biden case. Raskin criticized Republicans who called for a special prosecutor but then complained when Attorney General Merrick Garland named Weiss. The IRS can't find thousands of microfilm cartridges with millions of sensitive business and personal tax account records. That's according to a report from the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. The review found significant deficiencies in the way the IRS keeps the files safe. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
8: Joining us today... Pam Seltz-Prawley, she is one of the partners that's been involved with Adopt-a-Cows program right here in the state of Wisconsin. As
9: dairy farmers, we are so good at using our hands, but we forget that uh, the consumer is a big part of our success. And so um, I've always believed in making connections with consumers and telling our story. And who better can you influence kids who don't have an opinions yet? And so working in this program, we can give them a bird's-eye view of what we do every day. And they get a little ownership by adopting a calf and getting a birth certificate so they can be a partner with me as we learn and grow with this baby calf. It's going to start soon because when the baby calves are born, um, we take pictures of them. I plan on taking video of the calf being born and um, sharing that with the kids who adopt the calves from our farm. So we weigh them. We go through the entire process and... We try to communicate with them in ways that they can understand because this is targeted probably to 2nd through 5th graders. Um, We get some older kids. We get some kids who are homeschooled. um, But some of these things are interesting to all ages, but that's kind of the level we communicate at. And we talk about this is the same as when you were born. This baby, how we clean it off, how we take care of it, we weigh it, we measure it, we feed it.
8: Pam Sells probably is along with us, and she is one of the Wisconsin dairy operators that participates in the Adopt-A-Cow program. It's actually calves for the most part, but it is a partnership between Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and your Wisconsin Dairy Checkoff dollars, Discovery Dairy, which is an educational incentive for the Center for Dairy Excellence, and Undeniably Dairy. And it is free to teachers and students. I want to tell you about the website. Go to discoverdairy.com backslash adoptacow, and you can get started. They're accepting registrations until, really, school
0: starts.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: I'm at the Clark County Fair. Just lucky enough to find some young exhibitors who showed the champion purebred and the reserve champion purebred hogs and first up I've got Ava Kruschke she's from the town and country clovers 4-h club tell me about this grand champion purebred hog um it's a Yorkshire how heavy was he it was 231 pounds did you do a lot of work with it at home to get it ready for the fair oh yeah we fed a lot of times (laughs) And this is your first year at the fair. Why did you want to show a pig at the fair? Oh, well, I came home from school one day and I told my mom that I really wanted to show one and she's like, Okay, well you gotta work hard, so it's really fun. And the reserve champion is your brother, Axel Krushki. Now tell me about your pig.
10: Um, it's a purebred Yorkshire and it's really
0: cute. And how much did it weigh? It weighed 238 pounds. So who got to pick out the pigs first if you've got the reserve champion? Did you pick first or did your sister? My sister. Are you going to pick first next year? Yes. So you've been out in the show ring, did very well. What about showmanship? How did you do with that? Um, I took second. And they said I got good eye contact, and I just need to stay out in open spaces next time. What about you? How did you do in showmanship?
10: I got grand champion for showmanship.
0: So what did the judge say that you did so well to get grand champion?
10: I walked by him, and I was staring at him and making eye contact.
0: Did you walk him a lot at home?
9: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Are you going to do this project again? Yes. What about you, Ava? Are you going to do it again? Yeah. What was the best part about showing your pig? Um, walking around and having to chase after it a couple times. Did it ever get caught in the corner? Uh, a lot of times, yeah. Any advice for somebody that wants to show pigs next year? Follow your dreams. That's very good advice. And that was the champion and reserve champion hogs here at the Clark County Fair... Ava Krushke had the champion. Axel Krushke had the reserve champion. They show under the town and country clovers. And our program today is sponsored by Stockman's Farm Supply and Compeer Financial. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Oh, they were so cute. It was so cute. They, uh, I walked by them in the barn and I said, Hey, do you want to talk to me? And I got, Two big smiles and nods and they were just ready to tell me some of their story and I I truly appreciate it when the kids just want to talk to me about their projects. Yeah,
3: it was so funny though. (laughs) What was the best part? Chasing my pig around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, that's when you know they're having fun. When they actually enjoy it, they're not embarrassed by it and they had fun doing it.
0: Yeah, and they want to talk about it and tell the story and encourage others to do it and And thanks to all those parents out there where the kid that comes home and says, Hey, Mom, I want to show pigs. And they hook them up. And they make it happen.
3: Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Jill. We've got to move on this morning. We're going to be having your weather. That'll be coming in next.
4: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: Well, we're about 12 minutes after 5 o'clock this morning. And guess what? It's raining outside. We're going to have some rain this morning, and then it's going to clear off this afternoon. High today is going to be 65 degrees. Tonight is going to be mostly clear, but chilly. Get that fall coat out, 49 for a low. Tomorrow, sunny and breezy and back in the 80s. Tomorrow night's going to be partly cloudy with a low of 59. Wednesday, mostly sunny and windy, but it's going to be warm, a high of 86 degrees. And then Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a chance of thunderstorms, a low of 60. Temperatures in the area right now, we've got 58 degrees up in Medford. La Crosse is at 66 degrees. Marshfield's at 59. Green Bay at 64. Rice Lake is at 59 degrees. Over in Wausau, they're at 60. Madison's at 64. Milwaukee's at 68 degrees. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 61 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those will be coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Keeping it rural. Wax
4: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, lead us off for the morning.
0: Our cash livestock comes out with choice fed beef steers are 175 to 188, with mixed at 160 to 174. Choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 189, with mixed at 158 to 174. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 169, with select and silage fed steers 141 to 159. Cows are 80 to 109, with a top of 141. Bulls are 76 to 135. Butcher hogs are 58 to 80. Sows are 54 to 62. Boars are 21 to 28. New crop market lambs are 155 to 195. Feeder lambs are 105 to 210, with ewes at 30 to 90. Small goats are 15 to 135. Medium goats are 85 to 265. Large goats are one fifty to four ten and nanny goats are twenty-five to two seventy.
3: Thank you so much, Jill. And switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for August is at one eighty thirty-seven, down seventy-two cents. October's at one eighty-one thirty-two, down a dollar twenty. December's at one eighty-five forty-five, down a dollar fifteen. Feeder cattle for August is at two forty-seven seventy-five, down a quarter. September's at two fifty-one forty-five, down twelve cents. October's at two fifty-two eighty-seven, down forty-five cents. Lean hogs for August is at one hundred two ten, up 37 October's at $1, or sorry, $81.32, up $1. And December's at $74.50, up $0.72. Cents. Switching over to that Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn was up just a fraction on the overnight to $4.87. December oats up a nickel at $4.42. November beans up $0.14 cents at $13.21. December soybean meal up $4 a ton to three ninety two seventy dollars a ton. And your December wheat was up a penny at $6.55. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday was up two and a quarter cent to and a dollar Your blocks were up two and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety-nine, and your aa grade butter was unchanged at two sixty-nine. Switching over to those class three futures, for August up seven cents to seventeen thirty-two. September up thirty-seven cents to seventeen ninety-eight. October up thirty-six cents to eighteen twenty-two. November up twenty-two to eighteen thirty-eight. December was up eight cents at eighteen twenty-five. And then those markets were unchanged into the beginning part of 2024. And that's a look at this morning's markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. That's Garth Brooks, Long Neck Bottle, 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. And Pam Yonke is going to be joining us here very shortly. She had a chance to speak with Adam Wortheson with the Organic Valley Exemption. So we're going to be hearing about that, finding out what's going on. So Pam Yonke is joining us now. Good morning, Pam. And... Lead us off with Adam. Well,
8: over the course of the next few weeks, you are going to hear plenty about the federal milk marketing orders. Why? Because the U.S. Department of Agriculture has decided it's going to hold a field hearing and listen to proposals for change fabulous farm Bay Pamyanke at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison that field hearing with USDA is coming up on August 23rd in Indiana where all of the dairy industry will try to find common ground now organic Valley dairy headquartered in Wisconsin wants to let their voice be heard. Adam Wortherson is their Senior Director of Government and Industry Affairs. They've got 174 dedicated organic dairy farmers from across 24 different states, including Wisconsin, that want to be, essentially, exempted from the federal milk marketing orders. I asked Wortherson to explain their rationale
6: you know, organic sits in a kind of unique place within the orders. And, you know, the orders were created for kind of two reasons. One, to make sure fresh fluid milk was available. And two, that there wasn't disorderly marketing of milk amongst dairy producers. Um, That created the regulated minimum pricing that we are familiar with. But for organic farmers, you know, we already are paying farmers way above those regulated minimums Um, and oftentimes way above the class one premiums. So, the um, requests that we have to pay into the obligation or the pool really seem out of whack to us. They really seem inappropriate in that if we're paying like $31 a hundredweight, why are we paying into a pool that our farmers never draw on? You know, the other kind of component to it is the grand bargain always said that if you were a fluid processor and you needed milk, you could ask for a call provision. But if you have organic milk and you're processing and bottling organic milk, it's really hard and actually impossible to call on the orders to service that need for organic fluid milk. So our perspective has been organic really doesn't fit um, and doesn't benefit. So um, we were looking for the secretary to acknowledge that and hear that subject in the upcoming hearing that's going to happen.
8: Now, Organic Valley is not the only organic uh, dairy industry partner that should be engaged in this conversation. Are you finding this even from other competitors, uh, Adam?
6: Yeah, that's a really good question. And the answer to that is yes. So we've been working with a a coalition of groups. And in that uh, coalition, there's uh, organic. uh, They would be our competitors. But in this place, we see like minded that organic is treated unfairly. You know, what's unfortunate is this: when the announcement came out um, here most recently, uh, last Friday, and and was published on Monday, it didn't bring forward the organic subjects to be heard in the hearing. So uh, kind of the question that we have and that we're frustrated with that decision of what was the scope of the hearing is, if organic isn't heard now, well, then when is it? It wasn't heard in 2015 when the Organic Trade Association petitioned um, for a hearing it wasn't included in this hearing so this question of well how and when does organic really the the challenges that we face in the orders get heard i think is one that we really need the secretary to answer and the department to answer
8: Share with me, Adam, what you can about the financial ramifications of organics being forced to be a part of the conventional milk marketing system. Have you ever done the done the addition, done the math on what organic is contributing? And like you pointed out, not able to capitalize on getting any receipt of?
6: Yeah, well, I can tell you we've done the math within our cooperative and it is variable. It ranges from maybe 5 million to 12 million a year. And that's resources I'd like to pile back to my 1,200 to 1,600 dairy farmer members. So that's real, and that's painful, and it's variable, and it's hard to predict. And it's really hard to run a business that is under that sort of, I guess I'd call it akin to a tax, um, with no real benefit on the back end. We've done the kind of review of the whole organic industry. You know, there's about 5.2 billion pounds of organic milk. And you know, there's 260 plus billion pounds of uh, uh, non-organic milk. I think where our analysis is, this would have impacted the entire pooling sort of um, front by about three cents nationally if organic was no longer required to um, pay those pool obligations.
8: Now, some would say that those federal milk orders are also designed to be safety nets. I recognize what you're saying, Adam, about uh, organic is a very unique market, has very specific criteria. Uh, Are there any proposals on a potential safety net that organic dairy would want in place of these federal milk orders?
6: Well, the proposal we brought forward said that you would um, only be exempt from the pooling requirements inorganic if you paid above the class one premiums. Um, so, if you are not paying above those class one premiums, then you would be subject to all the existing pool um, pooling regulations and um, conditions. So that was sort of our backstop to that. Um, you know, regrettably, again, the department really didn't give it. Um, Strong justification of why they didn't want to hear the subject, and again, we're sort of uh, questioning that, and we're going to bring it up in the hearing and say, "You really do need to hear this question of why is organic forced to participate? It's a uniquely regulated milk under another federal law, you know, the national that is, you know, enabled by the National Organics Program and enforced in that way. Um, so w- we're not done here, and you know, we're continuing to look for answers."
8: Adam, let's talk a little bit on the broader perspective of federal milk order reform. This has been a conversation ongoing in the dairy industry for years for those that have never decided to investigate federal milk marketing orders, are incredibly complex. And as Adam pointed out, go back uh, literally decades ago when we were facing an entirely different type of dairy industry. From your perspective, Adam, after having these conversations, exchanging these letters and dialogue, do you believe this time around we are going to be able to persevere with some federal federal milk order reforms?
6: Well, there hasn't been a national hearing for 17 years, so that is notable. Um, and I think we're going to see some changes that are going to come about within the orders. Um, I guess I would just say that for, uh, organic co-op like ours, um, that bottles a lot of fluid milk, we're just really struggling to see how we fit, you know, uh, uh into the orders and that they, that they're really not fairly positioning our producers in that scheme. Um, You know, I do know there are other fluid processors that also feel like they're mandatory prisoners within the orders in which there was more flexibility for them to to create innovation and investment in fluid milk consumption and fluid milk processing, because we've seen a decline in that in our nation and in our consuming um, public. And part of that is because I think class one has been continually weighed down by, you know, the orders.
8: Adam Wertheson is joining us now. He is the Senior Director of Government and Industry Affairs for Organic Valley. They are petitioning the federal government to make special considerations for organic production in their federal milk marketing orders. Adam makes a very good point. They are a very unique product category that does not fall under the federal milk orders uh, definition. Uh, Unfortunately, they're still paying in. So let's talk a little bit about uh, time frame here, Adam, and also what your consumers might want to be knowing about this process might be a little over their heads as far as the technicalities are concerned but uh, your organic consumers are as big an advocate on these changes as your organic dairy producers i'm guessing
6: well i mean we're really proud to be able to bring consumers healthy um, milk and dairy products that have an organic sort of um, seal and certification you know different Consumers have different purchasing preferences, and we want to satisfy those in in our um, kind of our orbit or our universe. I guess the challenge that we see is, you know, when we see in it, the orders that are moving forward now and the reforms that are being suggested, it could increase our pooling costs anywhere from a dollar to two dollars a hundredweight, and that only results in two other things that can happen: we either lower the price that we pay our dairy farmers, which I sure don't want to do because they're the owners of our cooperative or we have to increase prices to consumers and I don't want to do that either because consumers are really in this time and and um you know dealing with inflation inflationary pressures that are you know making them more price sensitive than ever before so
3: And that was Adam Worthson on the Organic Valley Federal Milk Marketing Order so that's some interesting stuff and Jill do you ever follow the milk marketing order and in- the federal milk prices and how that affects our prices?
0: I try to, but it's hard for me to understand it. It I, is. I have a, a kind of a cheat sheet that's stuck to my board downstairs, <laughs> and and I try to read through it whenever I'm going to be using it. So
3: You know, and some people want that gone. They say, get rid of it, be done, and do our own right here in the state.
0: Well, I, I mean... We could try something different. It's just, it goes up and down, and it's really hard. And if I'm trying to just read it and understand it, I can't imagine that, I would imagine other people can understand it better than I can, but it just seems like it's a lot of, a lot of stuff to figure out. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a lot. Well, Pam, thank you so much for that update. We appreciate that. There she goes. And now we're gonna be welcoming in Rocky Olson from Premier. He'll be joining us next.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: All right, it's that time in the morning to check in with Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock. And with you, good morning, Rocky. Morning. So you had a busy weekend also. You were at the Clark County Fair. Oh, yeah. You betcha. And you're helping those kids advance on and continue on and have some extra change in their pockets so they can buy cattle for next year.
10: There you go. Awesome.
3: Well, you had a busy week last week, and you've got another busy week coming up. So catch us up. What's going on at Premier Livestock and with you?
10: Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up. We sold thirty-two hundred head of livestock. Uh, steady trade all week. Uh, high good demand. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein fed steers one fifty-four to one sixty-nine. Select and low choice one forty to one fifty-four. Choice beef steers and heifers up to a dollar seventy-eight. High yielding market cows from a dollar ten all the way up to a dollar Many other cows from eighty-five to one hundred and nine. Market bulls high yield. From a dollar ten to a dollar lower yielding one oh nine and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, uh, high yielding cows from a dollar twenty five to a dollar sixty eight, lower yielding uh one twenty four and down. We had steers up to a dollar eighty. Newborn Holstein bull calves, that market continues strong. Most of the newborn Holstein bull calves from one hundred and seventy five to three hundred and fifty per head. Your beef cross calves from three hundred to six hundred dollars per head and Holstein heifer calves up to one hundred and sixty. This week Tuesday we have a special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction. Uh if you got bred beef cows you need to get them in there Monday night or Tuesday morning by nine A. M. for preg checks. Also uh, Wednesday Big Dairy Cattle Auction featuring uh, Kemper Farms. Uh, they got 25 fresh two year old Jersey crosses, this guys. Parlor Freestall, extremely fancy kind. They run an 84 pound tank average with a 5'2 butterfat. Some of the nicest crosses that we sell. Cult Farms also has a hand picked load of Freestall parlor cows milking up to 135 pounds, plus a very nice offering of Holstein springing heifers. Full detailed list of consignments on our website at Premier Livestock and Auction. Make uh, sure that you know that is updated hourly throughout the week. Uh, Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Machinery auction coming up here August 25th. Now you can start bidding on those items online, putting in your pre-bids. So check that all out. Come through the lot. You can test drive equipment. We are going to say we are full for this auction unless you've made prior arrangement with us. So like I said, don't bring any equipment if you haven't talked to us. Uh, if you got something to bring, give us a call. We'll talk to you about it. So, 715-229-2500, and that's how things are shaping up, Kristen.
3: Excellent. Well, thanks so much for the update, Rocky, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. You Bye. too. There he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Live, stuck in with And we're almost at 35, 25 minutes before the... 6 o'clock hour. Let's see if our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, is with us this morning. Good morning, Mike.
7: Good morning, Kristen.
3: So, you are still with us? You didn't, like, get drowned out or anything?
7: Believe it or not, I didn't. It just uh, made it a little harder to find my words because I said we have a Brizzy week ahead. And a Brizzy week? Brizzy. So, what I, I meant to say was breezy, of course. And, well, I corrected myself, but then I'm like, Brizzy, that, that sounds like a rapper's name. A little Brizzy?
3: Oh, we should call you that, Mike Little Brizzy.
7: Oh, please don't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, I've got a joke for you. Uh-oh, that. Let's hear it. When does it rain money?
7: Oh, when does it rain money? Payday.
3: When there's change in the weather.
7: Oh, that that sounds about right. Yes. Instead of making it rain, we make it hail
3: oh. with some change. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of rain, I came in this morning. Uh huh. And it was raining. Well, that's a
7: welcome sight, isn't it?
3: It is. I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, what's going to happen? Are we going to get more rain throughout the day? We got some big storms coming in, or is it just a nice soaking rain?
7: This is going to be that nice soaking rain. It'll last us through most of the morning and possibly even into the early afternoon, but that cloud cover really going to hang around for most of the day and keep our temperatures in the 60s, so really not much of a change in our temperatures throughout the day. But tonight, those clouds will start to clear on out. And with that moisture that we have still near the ground, that'll lead to some patchy fog going into tomorrow morning. Just something to keep in mind for your morning commute. That'll eventually give way to sunshine for tomorrow and lower 80s for our highs. Now, Wednesday, we'll have those brizzy, if you will, winds pick up out of the south, and that'll bring in a bit of uh, heat and low-level moisture, bringing our temperatures into the mid-80s. Now, that may spark some showers and storms Wednesday night, but then we clear out going into Thursday and Friday with more sunshine. Thursday will be relatively cooler, upper 70s, but then Friday we heat up quite a bit, getting into the upper 80s. Saturday could be in the low 90s. It is going to be a hot one, and then Sunday... Another day that may be in the mid to upper 80s with a mostly sunny sky. Right now, we still have that rain continuing, a brizzy drizzle with uh, 61 degrees and those winds at 10 miles per hour.
3: Well, that's not just too bad, though. We need a nice soaking rain.
7: Yes, yes, we do. I like to call this a drought buster. Ooh. It'll at least put a dent in it. So. Yes,
3: exactly. Now, before I let you go, uh-huh. i got to ask you, did you ever hear about the oldest computer? Mm, no. It was owned by Adam and Eve. Yeah. It was an apple with very limited memory. Uh oh. Just one bite and everything (laughs) crashed.
7: (laughs) Wow. That's like a multi part joke. I like that
3: one. I read that and I'm like, that's actually really cute. That is. (laughs) One bite. And And it
7: crashed. (laughs) Sounds about right, too.
3: Well, let's not have any crashes this morning and stay on those roads and keep an eye because I don't think we're going to get any crazy washouts. Just a nice soaking rain. There we go. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll catch you later.
7: All right. You bet. Have a good one.
3: You too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Financing as low as 4.9% on select 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. And that's weather on Wax
4: 104.5. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And it's that time in the morning, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. Morgan McCarthy joins us now. Good morning, Morgan. It's a busy day. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom?
11: Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We begin with an update from Dunn County. The sheriff's office there saying an iPhone automatically dialed 911 and alerted them to a weekend rollover wreck. One person died in the wreck. This was early Saturday morning along Highway 85 near Kerryville. Investigators say the driver went off the road and into a ditch, and that's where the car rolled several times. You can find more information online at 715newsroom.com. We begin the week behind Capitol doors, where Wisconsin's liquor laws may be changing soon. It could be on tap for the state Senate committee to take up the plan, and that will be tomorrow on the schedule that would rework the rules for everything from wineries to wedding barns. Some of the changes make it easier for breweries and wineries to serve more of their own drinks to customers. There are some critics, though, who don't like the rules that would force wedding barns to get liquor licenses or limit themselves to just a handful of weddings each year. The changes have been in the making for a while now, and they actually have some bipartisan support on both sides of the aisles, from Democrats and Republicans at the Capitol. The latest criticism of Wisconsin's wolf management plan is coming from bear hunters in the state. The Wisconsin Bear Hunters Association said it's disappointed that the DNR is not including a wolf population number in the plan. Instead, the DNR is looking at population ranges that would not allow for a wolf hunt until there are more than a thousand wolves in the state. Now, the bear hunter wants that number back down to 350. Bear hunters say wolves have significantly recovered in the state, and the DNR needs to allow hunters and trappers to manage the wolf population, particularly in the northern part of Wisconsin. While we're getting some of the rain out there today, but the federal government is now offering help to Wisconsin farmers being affected by some of the worst drought conditions that Wisconsin has seen. The U.S. Department of Says both financial and technical assistance are available. Some of the programs include the Livestock Forage Disaster Program and Emergency Assistance for Livestock, Honeybees, and Farm-Raised Fish Program. You can find more information online. We have that link right to the USDA set up first when you make that quick stop at 715newsroom.com. A County World War II veteran is about to turn 100. David Cuff will be 100 years old today with family and friends on hand to help him celebrate at the VFW in Stoughton. He joined the Air Force when he was 18, served for nearly 38 years. Years. Said he didn't expect to live this long, in a secret to long life, he says. "Quote: My advice for anyone who wants to be 100 is just to avoid dying." End quote. And wheels up, patience down. Dallas woman who was seen going viral for getting kicked off of a plane is now apologizing. Her name is Tiffany, and uh, she's well, maybe known as the crazy plane lady. Apologizing on social media.
1: First and foremost, I. Want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Said
11: she didn't handle things well. She was a little distressed and should have been able to control it better. We all have our bad
1: moments, um, some far worse than others. And mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times.
11: Time to log off social media and head back to the chores with the Crazy Cow Ladies. Kristen Smith, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax. 104.5 104.5
3: I don't know about crazy cow ladies Joe, what do you think of that comment
0: Well I know I'm not crazy but I would take the cow lady thing cause <laughs> I love my cows You love your cows I do I uh, was just visiting with one I have one that's kind of young I kept the cow and he's just a little guy that runs around now with his mom And he's so darn cute
3: Oh yes they are cute all right, well, we've got more markets, weather, news, and all kinds of fun stuff coming up next.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And it's that time in the morning to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how did the sale go on Friday?
10: Three to six hundred pound beef steers dollar sixty to two ninety five. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers dollar fifty to two thirty four. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers a dollar fifty to two hundred forty two. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two seventeen. Three to six hundred pound whole steers, a dollar fifty to two twenty three. Six to nine hundred pound whole steers, a dollar forty to a dollar eighty seven. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August twenty fifth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA, or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock market assignment page and click on the altoona market this has been jim lindsay reporting from equity livestock in altoona have a great day
3: you too jim and thank you so much and that was jim lindsay at the altoona equity barn now we're going to head over to the stratford equity barn and check in with jerry fitzgerald good morning jerry
12: well Kristen, and a very good morning to you and uh, like uh most people in uh, this part of the, uh, wisconsin we're getting a nice little rain over here and uh one good thing about this one doesn't seem to be too much uh, other extracurricular activity with it. Uh, we did get a nice rain Friday night. Uh, one inch we had the house here, but uh, some wind damage, some trees down in the neighborhood. So we don't need that, and that don't no. sound like that's going to be the plan today. So no, nope, today's
3: going to be a nice soaking rain.
12: Yep, and we need that, and you recovered from the fair, okay, huh? Oh, yeah, always do. Well, you can... Uh, get rested up for i think well the athens fair starts on thursday and i think uh, lincoln County's this week too i think isn't it
3: i think so yep and then we've got the central wisconsin state fair coming up after that
12: yeah so there's always a lot of stuff going on but in the meantime we better tell the folks about what's going on over here in stratford
3: sounds good jerry take it away
12: thank you Kristen and good morning everyone and And we've got a sale schedule this week at Equity Stratford, full marketing week on tap here. Of course, we get started this morning uh, right away, 10 o'clock this morning, with the market auction. Of course, we sell uh, uh, market cows today uh, and fed cattle, uh, bulls. That'll be all this morning. Calves, uh, that'll start about 1130 uh, this morning also. We'll finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Tomorrow, Tuesday here in Stratford, hay and bedding auction starts at 10 o'clock. we already got... uh, A lot of large squares for that uh, sale tomorrow, mostly second crop, that is. Also, tomorrow will be the dairy auction and followed by the uh, market auction. And, of course, every Tuesday we do sell organic cattle here in Stratford. Wednesday auction also starts around 10 o'clock in the morning. Full marketing day on Wednesday with the feeder cattle sale at 1230 our our uh, Thursday auction does start at 11, full marketing day with market cattle and baby calves on Thursday. Just want to uh, mention, coming up here in a couple weeks, here, uh, uh, we've got a complete herd dispersal of uh, 100 head of Belted Galloway cows and the young stock. Now, some of these will have calves at the side, so. And uh, also some grass fed steers ready for market. So uh, that will be at the end of the month here on August 30th. So just make a notation on your calendars for that. Just a brief look at the markets from last week. Everything uh, good, steady to strong markets last week. Uh, High holding, fleshy cows. Uh, these are conventional type cows and they are selling mostly from uh, 105 up to a top of 130. Most of the cows last week selling between uh, 82 and 104. Uh, bull trade, a better quality bull selling mostly from $1.18 to $1.27. Calves continue to be very strong with these Holstein bull calves, 150 to $350, up to $380. Heifer calves, uh, 75 to 200, up to 280, and your good-quality beef calves, very strong also, 300 to 600, up to 660. And like I said, we'll sell organics tomorrow, and those last week were from 158 to 170. So, Kristen, the markets look good, and also uh, just a nice weather for cattle. Don't have to worry about uh, any heat indexes today, so that's good. So, anyway, we'll be back here uh, tomorrow morning to give an update, and uh, you're going to be in tomorrow, or is Joe going to handle it?
3: No, Bob's going to be in tomorrow.
12: Oh, I thought he was going on a trip. He is,
3: but he wants to talk to everyone first before he goes on his trip. You know well, how Bob is.
12: Oh yeah. Well, if he's going to Ireland, I can give him some advice. So, oh because, you know, boy. <laughs> because you know I'm. Uh, uh, that is where my ancestors came from, uh, Western Ireland. So uh, you know he just you know he's kind of a different nationality. So as uh, long as he behaves, he'll be all right. You know? Oh
3: yeah. Well, he always does. He take you know we learn from the best.
12: Yes, we did. All right. Well, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
3: Sounds good, Jerry. Thanks so much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Just about time for us to head to Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland on our Wax Farm Tour where you have 40 shades of green, and of course a lot of that is grass. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next grow alfalfa update program. And Dan, you've traveled to that part of the world, and I'm sure you uh, got out among the, the pastures and taken a look at that grass. Why are they so able to grow such lush, plentiful amounts of uh, high-protein grasses in that part of the world? It, it totally has
13: to do with their weather Uh, the environment of those regions, uh, because uh, both Ireland and Scotland are a little further north, and they're surrounded by the uh, North Sea, which is a cool weather ocean, Uh, the uh, temperature on those islands is is quite cool. Generally, in the uh, 60-degree range, maybe as high as 70, and uh, that is just perfect weather for growing cool season grasses. Uh, I'm sure each of us noticed that our uh, bluegrass lawns grow well in the spring, uh, go dormant over summer when we get up to 80 or 90 degrees, and then start growing again in the fall. Well, in the case of Ireland and Scotland, they have that weather all summer. They have a lot of rain, and so they can grow that high-quality grass. A lot of those pastures have been planted to ryegrass, which is a higher than average quality grass. And so they can, uh, frankly, get a lot of milk off of those pastures. Um, and uh, then, of course, the other side of it is uh, because they are so cool, they don't grow much grain. It's really too cold for corn. and uh, And so their grain would be... Um, more some uh, wheat or barley, along with the grass. Some are fed only grass, and uh, then that will produce a good milk yield for them. But the basic reason, Bob, that, that they're so big on grass is that they can grow it so easily, so readily, and then they have trouble growing warmer weather crops like corn and soybeans, And so they're growing and using those crops that are most adapted to the environment of those countries. And they produce some good milk and meat.
2: They certainly do. And we're about ready to find out as we get ready to head to Ireland, Scotland, Northern Ireland on our Wax Holiday Vacations Farm Tour. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, has been there many times looking at uh, how they grow it. And they grow it well. We'll see it soon. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist on our next Girl Health update program. For those who work in acres,
4: not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And taking a look at our markets one last time for the morning, we've got on the Chicago Board of Trade. Your December corn was up just a fraction on the overnight to 487. December oats up a nickel at 442. November beans up 14 cents at 1321. December soybean meal was up four dollars a ton. To three ninety-two seventy a ton. December wheat up a penny at six fifty five. Switching over to those country elevators, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at five twenty three for corn. Baldwin's at four forty six and twelve eighty two wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls and in Connorsville, four ninety one for corn, twelve seventy one for beans. Durand, Mondovia, and Elmwood four fifty one for corn, twelve eighty two for beans. Fall Creek is at four forty one and twelve seventy two. Osseo's at four seventy one and twelve eighty two. Elk Mount is at four eighty eight and twelve seventy seven. Sparta's at four eighty two for corn, thirteen fifty three for beans. Ellsworth is at four thirty one and twelve seventy two. SNL plants the area. Boysville's at five dollars. Stanley's at five oh six. New Richmond's at four hundred ninety one. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up two and a quarter cent on Friday to $1.82 and a dollar Your blocks are up two and a quarter cent to $1.99. dollar Double A grade butter was unchanged at two sixty nine. Class 3 futures for August up 7 to 1732. September up 37 to 1798. October up 36 cents to 1822. November up 22 cents to 1838. December up 8 cents at 1825. And then those markets were unchanged into 2023. That's look at your morning markets for this Monday morning. It's rainy out this morning, then gonna clear off with a high of 65. Right now we're at 61 degrees. So get up, get outside, and enjoy your day.